pickaxe. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This program is brought to you by Resonance 104.4 FM. If you like what you hear and want to support our work, please make a donation at fundraiser.resonance.fm. Welcome to One Life Left on Resonance 104.4 FM. My name is Steve Curran. Hello, I am Simon Byron. And I'm Anne Scantlebury. And we are all good, aren't we? There's nothing wrong with the show already, is Absolutely there? Absolutely nothing wrong with the show already. Everything we, is going perfectly. We uh, we started the show as we ended the show last week, which is with errors, didn't we? Yeah, I, a, I few, think, <laughs> a few... Uh, a few technical problems. Yeah. And then a man just came in and, and just grabbed a computer <laughs> yeah. and walked out. And, and, I, like, and earlier I was worried about computer theft, and right. that hasn't... That hasn't helped me any. Um, yeah, how are you, Simon? I'm doing all right, Anna. Well, I'm very, very, very tired, actually. Oh, no, yeah, why? I just am. I didn't get Is it because you're old? It's partly that. I think the thing Or is it because you watched three matches of football <laughs> I did watch three matches of football. Um, well, the older that you get, and you'll, you'll find this out in it, you know. In time. In time. <laughs> um, when you wake up, I just can't go... I can't get back to sleep. So I was up at five this morning. Why were you up, Simon? Just, I don't know... You worried about anything? I, I, I genuinely felt anxious today. Actually, what, I that? really did. Well, I've about messed, the show. I messed up Mario. No, not, not that. I messed up Mario Kevin Iron. All this sort of stuff. It's all I don't be know. Fine. It's getting to me. It's How are you doing, Anne? I'm doing all right. Um, spent a weekend somewhere nice this weekend. Did you? Where did you go? Yeah. I went to Hitchin. Oh yeah, in Hertfordshire. Yeah, Simon. I was in your house. Did you have a nice time? I had a great time. Let's talk about it in the reviews. Okay. I'll be reviewing my stay with you. Right, we're going to have to be careful. Um, do you think we're masking the fact that Steve's busy sorting some technical <laughs> issues out? <laughs> or not? I think we're doing great. I think we're ready. Okay. It's all fine. Yeah, good. Hey, how are you guys? Very, very well. We missed you last week, Steve. Oh, Where I were you? you too. I was in Finland. I was visiting Rovio. Ooh. What, a spot check, was it's it? It's got to be a joke yeah. there, hasn't it? Was <laughs> like, it? Uh, I went... Flew all the way to Finland and boy, are my arms angry. Uh, yeah, yeah, something. Just okay. work shopping. Really just work shopping. Uh, yeah, it was good. It was good. What were you doing there? Then? I was. Uh, did they, doing did, the did they invite you? Just <laughs> <laughs> banging on the You're window. Just a fan. Just, just a, fan. a fan. They did give me an Angry Birds plush toy. We've seen, we've seen those before, haven't we? Yeah, we threw them at people. Yeah. I think at Nordic Game. Uh, yeah, it was, it was nice over there. Got a nice office, nice people, and then I was up in uh, Yuensu, near Russia. Wow. Mm, doing some uh, consultancy over there. Then I'm back. But doing it's... some consultancy near Russia. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> well, welcome back, See, It's good to see you, it obviously. Good it's good to be back. Not just us in the studio today, though. Uh, we're joined by Deborah Mensa-Bonsu from Space Ape. Hello, Deborah. Hello. Was it, was it, is it Deborah, Deb? Deborah Deb is fine. Okay. I do not really like Debbie, but anything else is fine. <laughs> right, so it's either long or short, nothing in between. That's right. Uh, you've just come here from Germany today. Well, I came here via the office. Uh, first I was in Germany, then I flew black, back to London, and then went to the office, and then I came here. So. Thank you very much. Um, <laughs> you must thank Fred for hooking us up. I do thank Fred. Fred, if you're listening, 
Thanks for waking us up. Uh, he insisted that you come on the show because you know about esports. The implication being <laughs> Brilliant. that we don't was, was, was sort of what I took from it. I mean, he's... He's right, isn't he? Um, what, I, what, I, what I like about uh, is that you've sort of you've established those boundaries early on because in your first email to us, you you, uh, you corrected something that we'd said on the show a few weeks ago. Good, yeah, that's true. You guys were talking about the uh, you know esports being in the Olympics, and oh, that couldn't possibly happen. And then I said, actually, that's already happened in yeah. uh, Rio twenty sixteen. There's something called the E Games, and there's actually a lot of talk of it being uh, there again in twenty twenty four. So well, did Rio already happen? What's that? Did Rio already Is happen? 2016 yeah. now. Last year. Last what? year. <laughs> time flies, doesn't go? it? This is ridiculous. Oh, you remember 2012? Already teaching us so much. Yeah, well, thank you for coming along. <laughs> uh, but uh, we had some commu- computer issues earlier. Do we have them now, Anne? Let's hope not. Okay, well, let's start with Anne's news. Fingers crossed. on Monday the 6th of November. I'm Anne Scanthabry and this is the news. Super Mario Odyssey is the fastest selling Mario game ever released in Europe and North Africa. Uh, North America. <laughs> in Europe, uh, Odyssey beat the previous record holder Super Mario Galaxy 2 on Wii and in North America it's beaten Super Mario Bros on Wii. It's uh, not doing badly in Japan either, selling nearly 500,000 units in its opening weekend. That brings sales to 2 million worldwide in its first three days. It's time someone tells Mario he doesn't need to go around picking up coins from the ground anymore. Have you been playing it, Steve? I have been playing it. Are we going to talk about that now, or are we going to talk about it in the review section? We actually spoke about it all show last week. Yeah. Well, we? I, I haven't heard last week's show, because it hasn't been podcast. the podcast. It's a secret show. Mm, so I can't... It was too explosive. Yeah, I can't tell what you think of that game. Yeah. Um, all right, well, we'll talk more about that in the review section. Okay. Uh, so it's interesting, this news article. Mm-hmm. Fastest selling game in... North America, North Africa, North Africa yeah. uh, possibly, <laughs> maybe Europe, but not in Japan. No, but it's doing well. But what was? Don't know. Okay. Something else. Okay, good. Interesting. Uh, yeah. But it's doing very well everywhere, and mm. it's, uh, you know... Fastest selling Switch game as well, isn't it? Uh, Nintendo aren't upset by this. Okay, do we so- think we're going to see more Mario games then? Well, so interestingly, uh, I can't remember the figures, but they were saying about uh, Mario Run. Oh, yeah. It didn't do... It didn't do as well as they thought. It sold loads, but they were like, no, it hasn't done well enough for them to consider it a success uh, on mobile, which is a shame because Nintendo moving to mobile is very interesting. It feels like it would work very well, but obviously, you know, Switch. Well, they've got Animal Crossing coming, haven't they? That's mm. the big one. Have you downloaded it? I'm not Australian. <laughs> I've got an Australian got... friend. <laughs> he pops over, he does, and he, he was like, Good, he, he couldn't wait for it. He couldn't, so he wanted to uh, He wanted to use my phone. Uh, did he leave it with you? He did. He, did, he wanted to use it on my on my handset. So, uh, right, okay, yeah. that makes sense. Nice. Yeah, well, I, I, I loaded it when up. When in realised yeah, realize it's not for me. Really? Yeah. I bet it's for me. So that's why I'm disappointed that their premium strategy hasn't worked. In their eyes, although I have to say, I would quite like one of their not successes. Yeah, quite. <laughs> yeah. Because their numbers are big regardless of whether they consider them a success or not, but presumably also a lot of work and a lot of money goes into making those games look as pretty and as enjoyable. True. As one are. of the things that struck me about uh, Mario Odyssey is, and one of the sort of really, really nice things about it is, there's no season pass in it. No. And that it's so sad that that's become such a prominent feature of AAA games these days that... It, it took me a while for me to notice that there wasn't any of that in there, but I was delighted. On the other hand, I would quite like more of it. Well, exactly. But there are uh, a lot of crates in there that you break to open, uh, to expose things inside. That's true. That is true. <laughs> the Xbox One X launches this week as the most powerful console around and spec'd out to, the, to make the most of 4K games. You'd better get ready for some big download sizes for games. According to Eurogamer, file sizes for games frequently come in at around 100 gigabytes, uh, and even with one terabyte of storage, it's not going to take long for the console to fill up. Hopefully you've got the download speeds to mean that this won't take 100 years. How long is it going to take to fill up the hard disk? Uh, 100 gigabytes per game? 
One terror. Yeah. How many games per day? Uh, I guess it depends on your download speeds, right? No, no, no. But how many oh. games? How many games would you go through per day? Oh. How many games are you going to want to download a day? I mean, one. One, just one. One, one game think. a day. So how many days? Why? How many terrors are? In, how many gigas are in a terror? Hundred. Thousand. Thousand. Yeah. Otherwise, it'd be days. one day. No, wait. No, wait. <laughs> and then it's a hundred. Yeah. So. Ten. Ten days. Ten days. Ten week, days. Week and a half to fill up your Xbox. Wow, so by this time next week, you can nearly have your Xbox filled. <laughs> Pretty much. Is that what the X stands for then? Yeah. Ten. Yeah. Have you got one? I do not have one. Are you going to get one? I've become more tempted by getting one um, as as the time has neared. I currently don't that have one. That is how you work. Well, the, other, the thing is, I don't have 4K at home yet, although um, Kate did spot a line of dead pixels on our, on our TV right at the Ooh. bottom. She said, why are those lines on the, uh, on the TV? I was like, oh, we're going to have to get a new TV. And now you we? can't not can't see not them. Can't not see them. Mm. Um, but, yeah, so I don't currently have 4K, uh, and therefore I, th- I thought that it wasn't for me, but um, we, had, we had Microsoft around at work a couple of weeks ago, and they were telling us about the stuff that you can do with it, and they said, don't, you don't need 4K in order to benefit from it, and they were running through some of the things it could do. It does sound nice. What are some of the other things it well, can do? Well, it's got, if you, you can uh, unlock the frame rate... Uh, you can Brilliant. choose uh, different resolutions. Um, you can do choose different style of rendering, I believe. Um, this is where it gets a bit beyond my, ca- my core <laughs> capabilities. It's just like Instagram filters. Snapchat. Uh, well, and um, 16 times anti-aliasing. So, you know. Okay, I Ideal. do know. That's mm. everything I'm looking for. But, but, but I, that's... Oh, sorry, go on. Oh, no. no. I imagine it'd be uh, really cool with you know, some future projects coming out that are emerging more of like the cinematic experience, in which case 4K will be awesome if you have it on your uh, console as well. Well, and it's nice to see them talking about it in terms, because the the thing that um, was most obvious about the transition from PlayStation 3 to PlayStation 4 was when they were uh, publishing games uh, on uh, the same game on those different formats. Predominantly, uh, I remember... Uh, EA's um, Need for Speed and Medal of Honor, I think they were. Um, the the key difference between the games on those formats was that PS4 had just had more litter in it. <laughs> like, 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 it, it literally just had loads of stuff blowing around. <laughs> so when you're racing around tracks, just papers blowing. Cause... And now you'll be able to read the headlines on Exactly, on anti PUBG cheaters better get ready to get caught out. The dev behind the popular Battle Royale game have apologised to players uh, inconvenienced by cheaters and is vowing to get more proactive on how they detect and ban people who use cheats. They will continue to perma-ban people who use cheats and will temporarily suspend accounts that have unusual gameplay patterns. There's a form where you can report possible cheaters and a new patch will be released relating to cheat detection. Good. Great. Have you uh, come across any cheaters? I'm not Steve? good enough to tell the difference okay. at all. Um, yeah, I, I mean, it's really hard. It's a really hard game. It's cat and mouse, isn't it? And I think that uh, for all his... It's Battle Royale, Steve. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Get confused. Really, really easy. Uh, yeah, for good intentions only go so far. It's going to have to employ a team of people to catch cheaters. But I guess this is a problem in... Esports. I was about to say, yeah, PUBG is one of the uh, main contenders in esports. Is it? Uh, yeah, a lot of people are really, really excited about its um, potential for esports. So obviously, there's still some kinks to work out. I guess cheating will be one of the the main ones, but also spectating. How do you follow a hundred people trying to, you know, combat all at one time? And what's going to be the most interesting sort of aspects to watch? But it is interesting because it's kind of a slow burner. And so you have, you know, it's not intense action all the time. You're sort of waiting for those crazy moments, which is, uh, which could be really cool. Is there drug testing in esports? Uh, that has uh, begun, yeah, because some some players have actually been caught. <laughs> I don't know Doing if you want to call it like doping, but performance enhancing drugs. Okay. Basically. What performance yeah. are they enhancing? Uh, probably things like reflexes and. Um, so, what kind of drugs would you use for that? Is that just, sim- just curious? No, I'm <laughs> <laughs> what is going on? It was like this is a news. We're still in the news section. <laughs> news and reviews. You said mind P's and Q's. Now I'm like, oh, do I really? Yeah. Want <laughs> no. But uh, uh, yeah, things that would help you focus, for example. Okay. So you're not just drinking loads of like um, Red Bull. Yeah. <laughs> no. No. Fair enough. No more. More hardcore than that. 
Switch players prefer handheld mode to console mo mode. Nintendo has released data about player usages for Nintendo account users while connected to the internet. Over half of users don't favor one way of playing or the other, but around 30% prefer to play undocked and on the move for over 80% of their playtime. That's compared with 20% of users playing docked and connected to the TV for 80% of playtime. Karen would be pleased. Um, hang on a minute, though. Uh, so they've measured how they're playing whilst connected to the internet. Yeah, and on the move. No, and on the move, yes, exactly, <laughs> exactly. So, we, so surely that's just a hundred percent of people play mostly undocked, but you can't track it, yeah. right? I yeah, so I don't know. I'm, I mean, I'm, 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 uh, I'm in the undocked camp. I'm a hundred percent undocked. We also the hundred percent sound down as well, aren't yeah, we? Yeah, exactly. Can they I'm tell a, that? I'm undocked <laughs> all the time. I played that Jump Up Superstar last week. Uh, that was the first time Anne had heard it. Because my, she's been oh, playing. Right. <laughs> she's oh been playing gosh. with the sound down, yeah. Sound uh, off. <coughs> that is obscene. Is it? Well, no, would it's you your personal I, choice. Would you no, rather I was good. on the tube yeah, with the sound live, on? Live your best life. No. It's up to you. Uh, no, I won't. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was really, really sceptical when uh, Nintendo ran those ads showing someone, oh, I'll just dump home, I'll just plug it in, and I'll take it. Uh, I think it's my favourite console ever. Yes! It, it Me totally too. works. Yeah. I'm really excited to play games on it in a way that I haven't been on um, consoles for since the Dreamcast, I think. It feels different, and part of that is because of the way you play. You yep. can play it, you can play it on your TV, or you can play it as you, you know, it, not on the underground in your case, you're not doing no, that, I are you? That yet, no. it's, it's because it's too nice, your, your Switch. Um, yeah, and no you, one wants a grey one. I mean, I remember, uh, well, part of the reason that you... you, you, you you actually don't decide, well, you rarely decide to stop playing a game like Skyrim. You sort of fall out of it, don't you? You yeah, realise yeah. it's been a while since you play it. And yeah, that's not going to happen, is it? Because next Friday we're going to be able to play it wherever. Wherever. <laughs> You're never going to Imagine, fall out yeah. Of it. So, and yeah, things like, you know, I've, I've finished so many more games. I've finished right. b b basically all of the games I bought right. on cartridge. So, um, I was thinking about, because uh, obviously, obviously this is like a choice. This is a question. Are you docked or are you undocked? And I thought, oh, maybe this will be a new Splatoon thing and then i started thinking more about splatoon and splatfest and are they do they do like um branded one of the ones of those they can have marmite mcdonald's did didn't they did mcdonald's do one it. did they did i think they? they did one in japan okay obviously i just think that would be well there you go obvious wouldn't it right wouldn't it let's do it let's do it and finally, following the roaring success of Mario's Odyssey single, The Witcher is getting on board with a musical. Titled simply Witcher in Polish, the Razzadazzle show will play on selected days in North Poland between November and May. If you're interested in going, you're in for a good time with up to 51 people on stage, including actors, dancers, acrobats and break dancers. There looks to be a lot of on-stage fighting, but sadly no high kicks. We figure it'll be like Calendar Girls, but with swords, not buns. It's good that they're using the old school video game marketing trick of saying that uh, a quantity of something is good. <laughs> Up to 51 people on stage. Yeah, well, the chances right. are one of them's good, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to go and see it? Well, I watched a little uh, promo video for it today. How Do many people are on stage? Loads. <laughs> there was a lot of um, children as well. Okay. Are they people? I imagine so. Okay. I assume so. Um, Have yeah. you asked for press tickets? No. That's a good idea. We should do that. Then we'd have to go to We've Poland. We've never been to Poland. Press flights have we? Press as well flights. press hotels. Mm. Press snacks. Press snacks. Press switches. <laughs> press neon Joy-Con. That sort of thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it looks very uh, exciting. You're our Witcher expert. In that I've never played it. <laughs> you have played it. I've not. Have I? You have. Have I? You had to. Did I? Pretty sure. Yeah. Oh gosh, I have played it, haven't I? It's a yeah. sexy one, it's isn't just it? Just the one, you know, you block these things sometimes. Oh yeah, and he's in a bath. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> With fifty-one people. Is he in the bath? <laughs> yeah. He starts in the bath. <laughs> it does start in the bath in, in that one, doesn't he? Yeah. Thanks, mm. Anne. One life left. Video game news with Anne Scantlebury. <laughs>
listening to One Life Left on Resonance 104.4 FM. Uh, this is this is Ember. It's confusing to say this it, is this mm, is, yeah. but it is this is Ember. It's called Poison Thorns and it's from chipmusic.org. You can find this and lots and other, lots of other great chip music there. Right, good. What's going on, Simon? Well, you know, it's, it's twenty past seven. It's Monday night. Typical stuff, isn't it? It's just normal. Oh, what's going on with my microphones? It is, yeah, we're having a few issues this evening. Yeah. Apologies. Sorry if this is, uh, you know, <laughs> the fidelity. You. It's actually, we just put C in a cupboard. He was away for a week, so we've put, we, he's now broadcasting from a cupboard. Fair enough. We can't Fair have enough. him in here. Apologies, Deborah. Honestly, I would have hoped we'd have uh, represented ourselves a little better. But this being the first time, I don't know any better. So okay, it's, okay. <laughs> it's always this bad. It's always this bad. <laughs> All right, shall we get on with the? Uh... Come, on. come on, come on. Well, it feels like well, it, it's uh, it's going to be a lesson, isn't it, to us? We're going to learn. Yeah. Thank you for coming on. So tell us a little bit about <laughs> Space Ape Games. Uh, sure. So Space Ape was founded back in. Uh, 2012. I have to think about that for a second. <laughs> it's been a while. Um, we are based near Soho. We're about around 110 people now. We've got four live titles. Okay. Three of them in the build and battle genre. And then the latest one we released was an arcade shooter called Fastlane Road to Revenge. And mm-hmm. then we've got uh, probably three or four other, t- other titles in development. And one of those happens to be a, a real-time competitive multiplayer. So you've, uh, right from the very start, this has been set out to be an eSports game. No. eSports sport. No, Simon, because you can't. You can't do that with a game. You see... Can you not? <laughs> uh, no, really all you can do with your game is uh, try to give it the best chance for success in that space. So make sure that you're including things like, obviously, competitive play and a high skill gap and... Uh, you know, spectating and things like that, but really, it's the community that's going to decide whether your game is adopted as an esport or not. It's really just so like the success the, state of right, your game. People tell me all the time, though, that this is going to be ideal for esports, but it's not for them to say. Then is that right? No, not really. Wow. I mean, <laughs> um, you know, most esports, like the biggest esports that are around today, like LOL or Dota, those came out of mods made from Blizzard games. Okay, um, we should, and we the community basically, games, <laughs> <laughs> and the community basically, you know. Uh, developed those and then grew around them and then they became so popular that they became an esport. So. Right. So an esport has to be popular. Otherwise, does yeah. a sport have to be popular? Does a sport have to be popular? I mean, we could invent a sport. You could. And we could be good at it. Yeah. Yeah. But then is it, does it not count as a sport unless other people play it? Uh, I think other people would probably have to play it for it to count as a sport. Otherwise, I guess in your own little world, it would be You see, the thing is, I feel now like like we um, like I do when we talk to YouTubers, like which is yeah. just a world I don't understand. I'm bewildered. By so, this. apologies for the naive question. So, so no, so, I mean now, now I'm considering. I'm like, I don't know. It's, it's like it's, if a tree falls and nobody's around to hear it. It's like <laughs> so an esport. So they, they start off. So I'm getting confused here. Okay. So, so they start off. Uh, you see, you put your game out. You hope it gets popular. So it needs to be popular in player numbers and viewers. Mm-hmm. Is that predominantly through Twitch or other streaming? Is it just Twitch that? No, I mean an Twitch really kind of um, made esports available to the masses, right? So when Twitch launched in, or Justin TV launched in 2011, it changed the game for competitive gaming because now you had a platform where people could watch and engage with the people playing. Um, do you still call it Justin TV? What's that? No, do, do I call it Twitch. Okay. <laughs> I was there right Wait, at the start. Where it came from? It was, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. And if you think about it, it hasn't even really been that long. Yeah. I mean, 2011. So esports has really exploded in the last, you know, six, seven years. But it has been around since the 1970s, actually, guys. Whoa. Yes. What was, whoa, the, what was whoa, the first whoa. esport then? Uh, back in, at, uh, was it, 1977, Stanford University. There was a, an esports tournament of like a space game, and then 1980, Atari put on like the first proper esports tournament of Space Invaders. So right, wow, wow, yeah. And ever since then, it's you know grown and snowballed, and different games have become popular. Obviously, you've got your your MOBAs, which are top of the top of the line now, but FPSs have become really popular. Fighting games. Uh, there's tons of different kinds of esports, and mobile obviously is now also. So we went to see uh, the fighty one, didn't oh, we? Oh, did you? Anna yeah. And I. Uh, yeah. We went to see Street Fighter 
five. You can remember because it's fighting and it's yeah. five. Five. <laughs> and it was it was really visually easy for us to pick up, right? Because two people hit each other and then yeah, one falls over. And, exactly. uh, and then, Very easy to read. Yeah. Um, but I've always found that's the barrier for esports generally, for at least me watching them. I understand the language of video games and I work in that all the time every day but i still can't watch um most esports because i find the find it really really difficult to understand what's going on in in league of legends or even to understand what's going on in a counter-strike match because Mm -hmm. it's all seen from the first person um that's what i'm most interested in in esports so that for me is the biggest barrier and i'm wondering whether you have any thoughts on how that might be um overcome with respect to sort of like getting esports out there yeah i think that accessibility thing is huge um there is definitely like a huge barrier to entry when you're watching or playing something like all right um but there are games that are trying to sort of change that i think or that are challenge challenging that a lot something like PUBG, which is really easy to understand you you can follow it quite easily um but there are Tons of other go- games as well, I think, that are going to break out, uh, especially also in the mobile space, that are going to change that. Right now, you have a lot of MOBAs also coming to mobile, which are, again, kind of hard to understand. So you have things like Vainglory that sort of led the charge in that, but you've got Tencent's Arena of Valor, which is like the most popular game on mobile ever. Um, but I think there'll be more accessible games that are going to start to come into the more of the mainstream as well. So... Obviously, we always look to the East when we're looking for inspiration for games, but that doesn't mean that you can just copy them and put them out in the West because our sensibilities are different. So I do think you're going to start to see uh, yeah, more accessible ways of, of trying to engage with that medium. And I don't know if that means that eSports, you know, the way that we know it in these big arenas and this hardcore competition, maybe that's going to change a little bit too, or, you know, to make space for different kinds of games and different kinds of audiences, but... Yeah, I think a lot of people are trying to crack um, how to bring esports to the masses, which is why you have so many brands like just throwing, <laughs> throwing money at it, for example. Or you have a tons of tons of sports teams, obviously, especially in the states now, investing in esports because they're trying to to bring it to an audience outside of just hardcore gamers. But how that'll evolve, that'll be really interesting. I think. Can anything be an esport? Uh, I think if you're playing it competitively and people are watching you do it, then sure. I want uh, P-Cross as an eSport. <laughs> Who can get those X's and those little squares done the fastest? I think it'll be very compelling to watch. But P-Cross is, is kind of interesting there. So that's Nonograms, I think, uh, is the sort of unbranded name for it. Okay. And that kind of touches on one of the other things I think that's weird about eSports next to sport is that these are brands. And all of the stuff that colours the game. So I can imagine the dynamics of a MOBA working really well as an eSport. But at the moment, it's like dressed up in orcs and goblins or whatever else, which a lot of people aren't interested in. And that colour actually takes away from the purity of the mechanic, which I don't know whether you think that's something we have to get over or whether whether ultimately eSports will become a thing that's pure versions of these dynamics do you mean the idea that it's like wrapped in a in a fantasy type of world and that kind of thing? Or yeah, it's not realistic enough? That it's kind of like watching a soccer game where everyone dresses up as <laughs> as Lord of the Rings characters, you know. The the There's thing that people no I know <laughs> the, the thing that people are interested in in, in football or cricket or, or baseball or any of these things mm-hmm. is the uh, to and fro of the rules the rule set, mm-hmm. not the costumes. Mm-hmm. I think. I, I actually also think there's an argument against that. I just don't know what it is. Yeah, I don't think people watch um, competitive games for the costume, right. <laughs> per se. I mean, I think um, there's so much skill and strategy mm-hmm. involved, and that's what people are watching. Um, and that's what, uh, you know, the players who are really good at it, like, that's the stuff that you admire when you're like, holy crap, the same way that if you would watch a soccer match, like, I could never do that. How did they do that? Sure, of course. That's what you're watching for. But... Also, I think that's why, you know, esports or, or games like FIFA aren't as popular as something like LOL is because there is no fantasy element. Mm. Because in, you know, games you get to be you get to be someone else and you get to live out this fantasy and if you're playing FIFA you're gonna play as, you know, Ronaldo. That's not 
For he sure. already exists. It's like you want to be yourself killing it, not be someone else killing it, I think. It feels like there's a disconnect, though, between me watching a wizard cast an amazing fireball spell, and I can understand uh, by seeing that that, that that is either really, really complex or it could just be a click of a mouse. I don't know. Whereas when I see Ronaldo, you know, twist and, you know, do a scissor kick and score a goal, I'm yeah. like, I know instantly that is not <laughs> something I can do. Yeah. Um, so I can understand why these things become super, super successful uh, to people who know how LOL plays. For me and Anne, at least, I think with Street Fighter, the thing that we understood was that looks spectacular and therefore that is really really hard to do mm. the language the grammar of the game is much yep. easier for us to understand and that for me is the barrier definitely also no. i oh. think the commentary is very interesting as mm. well like we had some uh good commentators there were two sets of two and uh, I, I definitely preferred one set of two to the other because the language they were using was very simple they just wanted you to get involved with it but like i know with dota like you have to have someone there explaining the entire thing because it's just so complicated. So I do think that that is like a huge, huge element of it. If you can't just watch it and understand immediately, you have to have really good commentators. Is that like a, something that's, that's emerged as well? Yeah, I mean, that's definitely an integral part is having those shoutcasters the same way that you would have them if you're watching a soccer match or something, right? Just to give you the play-by-play, um, call out any really big moves that you might have missed, etc. Um, also to like hype you up while you're watching. Um, I think that's a huge, huge element of it. Um, but I think maybe in the future there'll be, you know, even TVs trying to get into esports as well, right? And if they're trying to reach a more mainstream audience, maybe the way that commentating happens will be a bit different. So it'll be a bit more um, like beginner level, like let's break down the game first and so you can jump into it and then let me help you along the way and guide you so you can understand why this is important. We, we do have that for the Super Bowl every year. Yeah. So there's like, um, you know, it's broadcast on uh, Channel, 4. Channel 4 over here. And yeah. the commentary is, is like, okay, guys, so. <laughs> it's really late. Yeah. We're going to make this simple for yeah. you. There's two teams. Yeah. That's, that's basically it. And that, yeah. I think, is kind of what we're missing. But as you said. No, I do the, think a lot more of that is going to happen. And you have channels like Jinx, for example. Mm-hmm. It's like a 24-hour um, esports channel. They're, you know, partner with Sky. And I think you're going to see a lot more of that content that's a bit bit more, um, I guess, user-friendly to, mm-hmm. to the masses. But that doesn't mean that that hardcore audience won't still want. Because I think there's also like a, a amount of pride in being able to understand that language, right? So you don't necessarily want it dumbed down if you're a high-skilled player or if you're a really, uh, you know, like a veteran watcher or something. For sure. So. Do, you th- do you think there's still um, room... Uh, because so many games are competing to become an eSport and a lot of them set out with their aspirations they may not, may not call themselves that at their inception but um, that's that's very much what they want to be and, and it, surely it can't support I mean my, my view again perhaps naive is that if you're considering to, if, you, if, if you want to be an eSport you're already too late I, it's, it's, it's very difficult because we are talking about Dota still we're still talking about League of Legends um, sure PUBG has, has sort of come from nowhere despite the fact it did originate from a huge community anyway um and Rocket League, I guess, but that's just a that's a small percentage of those that have sort of set out to be an esport. Sorry, what's the? What's <laughs> so the so, so, so it's 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 still a relatively new uh, f- um, form of entertainment to both watch and, and compete in. Um, I I just think if yeah, if you're it just can't support as many games that seem to want to become any oh, sport. Or, 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 you're saying or, or, people have already missed the boat if they're thinking. Of doing yeah, it maybe. I don't know. Is that? I don't think so. I mean, um, realistically, if there's a good game that lots of people enjoy playing, that's that's kind of what it takes. So I don't I don't think because um, even if you have like you know you have people who love LOL and people who have Dota and those mm. emerged at kind of the same time. Right. So I don't think you it has to be like there's a cap on how many games you can have in that space necessarily. Um, it's, but, I, but I guess that there's a cap on the on what the audience are doing, right? They've only got so much time. They're going to you know sit down and watch one thing or or another. Yeah, it depends where you're going right. for your audience, right? I mean, the people who watch Rocket League probably may not be the same people who are watching LOL as well. Right. So, 
So mobile's the next big, the next big one, is it? Uh, yeah, I think so. Okay. <laughs> so when are we going to be able to play yours? And have you got any tips for us to be successful esportsers? Esportsers. Uh, so ours is uh, still in development, and again, can't you know? I can't say that it's an esport, but it okay. is a competitive uh, real time title. Can we say that it's an esport? You guys can say whatever we you want. We can make it an esport. <laughs> we can, yeah. All, All right. it needs is for... Two, we've got so three of us here. Two of us can play competitively, and as long as someone's watching... Yeah, isn't, it, isn't <laughs> the idea, I think, from what we arrived at earlier, that we've got to get some people other than you to play it? Like... So if we play and it... And to watch it, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah right. and to, and to yeah. watch it. Okay. Exactly. You two watch. Yeah. Uh, no, wait, you two play, I'll watch. Okay, thanks. Done. You may right. need a few more numbers. But, <laughs> but yeah, no, I mean, uh, definitely mobile esports. Like I said, Arena of Valor is is the one sort of making the big push as well. You've got uh, Lineage. Uh, that's a game from uh, South Korea. And I don't know if any of you guys were saw TwitchCon, but those were like the two big okay. offerings and they were both mobile titles, so that's kind of interesting. Um and then yeah, of course there's there's a ton of other people who are now playing in that space and trying to crack that sort of three V three or five V five competitive competitive game. They killed single player, didn't they? <laughs> the esports. Keep reading that. <laughs> there aren't going to be any single player games left now because of that. Deborah, uh, we could talk. To you, we could talk to you for for the rest of the hour, but I feel that. We, <laughs> no, absolutely. Thank you so much for that. Yeah. Um, I'm a bit. I'm. Uh, I won't listen to this interview again because I do think I'll probably come across as really naive. <laughs> no. Oh, Wait until someone transcribes it. Yeah. yeah. Emails it to you. We've gone, we've gone straight into the we've letters, which is, we absolutely do, which has uh, slightly caught me unawares, actually, because I've not even got the printed ones out of my it's bag. Right. It's all right, Anne's I'm got unawares. it. Hello, team. <laughs> Hello, SSG. I've been playing uh, Deus Ex Go, the third in this excellent series of puzzle D-makers, uh, but where Lara Croft Go felt like a great match for the original, and Hitman Go gave you a bonus for alternative solutions, Deus Ex Go is a series of linear puzzles representing a game that traditionally had branching paths. Do you ever find too much knowledge distracts from what otherwise would have been an excellent experience? Pip Pip, Robert. It's a good question, Robert. Thank you very much. I do find that like, uh, if you're playing something, if you get too much into the idea of being a game designer, transform sort of watch everything with an analytical eye and you it ruins experiences for you because you're deconstructing them rather than losing yourself within them. I know that that happens with other mediums as well. Um, some of my friends who are filmmakers find it very, very difficult to go to the cinema and switch off because they're watching everything in a sort of, oh, how did they do that? Why is that edited like that sort of way? Yeah, which would uh, which is why I can enjoy esports so much. I know, <laughs> I know nothing about it. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. Keep some mystery. Yeah. I would say try and keep some mystery. Mm. Did you enjoy Hitman Go? I did enjoy Hitman Go, uh, and then I played Lara Croft Go, and that was too long for me. Uh, and then I've, I bought Deus Ex Go, but I've not played it. Right. Okay. I like Lara Croft Go. I thought it was very, very good. Mm. I thought oh. it was a little too heavy, tutorialized. Like it's a oh, little that too works like for me, uh, absolutely. Like um, yeah, very, very, very good studio who made it. So. Mm. Deborah, you've got a letter. I do have a letter. I'm trying to... Um, yeah, okay, so uh, it says, Hello, Leo OGSSG. I've just come back from a few days in and around Reykjavik. It was ace, thanks for asking. And while I was there, I made time to visit the EVE Online monument that creator CCP built to mark the 10th anniversary of the game. It's a fitting tribute to everyone who has contributed to making the game what it is, and as a physical manifestation of a vir virtual world, it's quite striking. It made me wonder whether it's unique in that sense. Sure, there are plenty of physical items associated with games. We have... We, whoop, sorry, I've flubbed. We have all of the collectibles, special edition extras, and associated tat to clutter up our shelves. But are there any other statues, structures, or permanent installations that represent the output of the video games industry or celebrate the achievements of the players? Will we ever see sculptors of the industry's equivalent of Bobby Robson or Paul Gascoigne in our city centers? Scal, Chris. Hmm. Good question. Darby's got um, <laughs> Lara Croft Way, hasn't it? It's got a road named after Lara Croft, uh, for sure. Yeah. Do you uh, think, think Toby Gard wishes that was Toby Gard Way? Uh, I bet he does. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Maybe. There should be some statues in Guildford, shouldn't there? Oh, definitely. Uh, yeah, but again, it would be it would be quite crowded, wouldn't it? 
with the talent that's come out of Guildford. Big old Molyneux on a populous landscape. Nice. That'd yeah. be lovely. I was thinking, uh, that made me think of, well, I was, obviously my head always goes to Niantic because I'd spent a lot of time with my head in Pokemon Go. Uh, and Niantic was named after that ship that was buried in San Francisco, right? I don't know. Let's say yes. So technically that's like a reverse monument. Wait. So it's a physical thing that existed that was ne- that a company was named after and that and is still there. A so reverse could, monument. Yeah. I like it. Reverse. It's <laughs> quite that phrase. Yeah. Yeah. Could name our studio that. Reverse monument. monument. Mm. Good. Uh, any more letters? That's it. Oh my goodness. Two letters this week. Everybody's really busy. Apparently so. Thank you for them anyway. But keep them coming to... Team at onelifeleft.com to One Life Left on Resonance 104.4 FM and I have fixed my microphone and also broken by it by breaking it <laughs> more but that's what you got to do in life sometimes sometimes, sometimes. you got to break a thing to fix a thing uh, the company took its name from the whaling vessel Niantic which came to San Francisco during the California gold rush in the 1800s exactly well done, reverse monument yeah. there we reverse go reverse monument perfect fact alright uh, so we've done the uh, We've done the news. Yep. Done the interview. Yep. What else have we got to do? Deborah wanted to mention a couple of events, didn't you? Any other business? I, I did, yeah. So uh, for any of you out there who are interested in, uh, you know, seeing some mobile esports, one I didn't mention was Clash Royale. Okay. <gasps> yes. So uh, Clash Royale, obviously huge. I don't know if any of you guys play play Clash. I mean, it does. Yeah. Sa- it sounds like the name it's, of a mobile game, it does. doesn't, yeah. it, doesn't it? <laughs> it's, it's, I can imagine the logo. Yeah. It's, it's the logo like a man shouting. They uh, usually well, are like cartoon like a, man shouting. Kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so yeah, Clash Royale. It's like a tower defense card game, if you will. Uh, it's a lot of fun. It's actually really, really addictive. And uh, they have their world championship, uh, crown championship, in London on December third. And uh, if you guys are interested in getting tickets, you know, either you in the studio or anyone outside the studio, you can do so at crownchampionship.clashroyale.com. So, yeah, there's still ticks. So go check it out and be part of a live audience for a mobile eSport. Wow. Where's it being held? At the uh, Copper Box Arena. Okay. Yeah, one in Stratford. Uh, Yeah, near there. Wow. East East London, yeah. And what's uh, what's the price? Uh, the prize, I believe there's a million dollar prize. And there's what? 16 There's sixteen players I'm downloading uh, in it now. the final. <laughs> downloading it now. I mean, it's too late for you. You can't. <laughs> no, Simon, true. don't listen. It's true to many ways. ways. It's never too late. True, true, so I've yeah, seen wrestling. What happens yeah. is someone thinks they've <laughs> won, and then lights mm-hmm. go off in the venue. Oh. They play your theme tune. <laughs> you just emerge you holding this. a phone. Yeah. Go, wait, we have a challenger. Okay. Esports are the people's sports. Right. Exactly. Okay. You got yeah, it, Simon. 28 million participants. Is that right? And it came yeah. down to you. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> See you all there. See you all there. Yeah, no, so that should be good fun. And then another one, we were talking about uh, brands trying to get into the space of esports a little bit uh, before. And we're holding an event in our studio at Space Ape in partnership with Yuki, where you'll get to, if you're a brand, you can hear from a lot of really uh, knowledgeable, knowledgeable people, more knowledgeable than myself. 
Um, It's not possible. (laughs) It is, trust me. Uh, In the industry, who are going to talk about uh, some opportunities for brands in esports. So if you're interested in that, you can, uh, it's invite only. So you can hit me up on Twitter. It's at Deb Mensa Bonsu. Um, or you can shoot an email to live at spaceapegames.com. That's sort of our uh, catch-all email for things like this, and somebody will pick it up. We have a brand. We have a brand. We have a brand. Do you want to? Do. do you want to enter the space of esports? Then you should come along. <laughs> Sounds I mean, right. We've that's been trying to enter the space of esports for a while, and it's continues to I mean, confuse we did. us. We did literally enter a space, space of esports, and we <laughs> snuck some booze in as well yeah, to the space of esports. <laughs> Let's sneak some booze into the space ape offices. <laughs> You won't even need to sneak it because it'll be there for you. Whoa. Sneak it out, then. Yeah. yeah, for free. So. <laughs> Good. Right, we'll see you there. Perfect. All awesome. right. Uh, I guess it's time for reviews, isn't it? Yes, it oh, is. Have I got this right? Got it in one. First time. Oh, my goodness. You look very pleased with yourself, then. So delight. I was guessing a number on an okay. old CD. It worked out. Um, right, reviews. Oh, this is going to be a good one, isn't it? What have you guys been playing? Is it Mario? Well, it's uh, interesting, isn't it? Well, it is interesting. Uh, so I went, as mentioned earlier, I went to Simon's the weekend for some fireworks, which we. Do you def- mean literal or figurative? Literal fireworks. Were there any figurative fireworks? No, there was only literal fireworks. Okay. It was fireworks night. All right. Uh, is that what it's called? Fireworks night. Yeah. Is it? <laughs> It's all right. I, I'm, I'm sorry. I've been off for a week, so yeah. I've just lost a bit of my structure. Go uh, on. Tell me Tell me about games. Very safety conscious. And then we played... One of us wasn't, though, were they? One no. of us did try to return to a, a lit firework. Yeah. but one of Just us, to see if it was lit. One of us also tried to set fire to a firework that still had a plastic lid on the top of it. <laughs> very safety conscious. Okay. Uh, and then, uh, after all the fireworks were fired, uh, went back and played some Jackbox the new Jackbox. Jackbox Party Pack 4. Was it 4? It was 4. We started yeah. with 3 and downloaded 4 in the background. Yeah. But 4 has Fibbage 3 on it. Exactly. Yes. Which is mm. why we downloaded it. Yeah, uh, and had a great time. Uh, for those who don't know, Jackbox is a party game. Uh, a local co-op party game where um, so you have it on the screen in front of you and everybody logs in using their mobiles uh, going through a browser. Uh, and then you get... Things like questions will come up on your screen and you interact that way. Uh, so we played Fibbage 3. Brilliant. We did play Fibbage 3, didn't we? Yeah. Um, it's How many games are on it? Five, I guess. I think there were uh, a couple that we didn't understand, weren't yeah, there? Yeah, there was one. Um, that is the way with every single yeah. pack. There's one which is a monster dating game. Nice. Which is very confusing. And you have to, like, message the other people in the room who are monsters and eventually you end up getting. Re- so you have a human form at the beginning, you message them and try to get them to date you. Uh, and then your monster form is revealed, and that means some hearts go differently. Didn't understand it. That didn't sounds really understand awesome. It. <laughs> it was. Didn't understand it. It's also a bit awkward if it's just two married couples, because then you start <laughs> trying to date your friend's husband or wife. There was that weird uh, break the internet one, or oh, win yeah. the internet or something. We didn't yeah. really like that. Uh, uh, Kate was very good at it, yeah. though, because there was a lot of like hashtagging. It was good, yeah. I'm going to show you a picture. <laughs> And then, uh, that was from the, uh, that's from old <laughs> Okay, Box. so that's, uh, that's the t-shirt game, which we've played before. We have played that, where you draw some things. You draw something. And write some slogan, slogans, and you make some funny t-shirts. Right, yes. It's not yeah. funny, though, is it? And I've got one of those t-shirts, yeah. not the one that Simon was just showing. I wouldn't no. wear that. Well, that was your winning t-shirt, Anne, yeah. wasn't it? Congratulations on that. I did, I did wonder, as a 45-year-old man what my grammar school uh, teachers would have thought, thought of me and the effort and endeavour that they put in to educate me ended Obviously up with you. That, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Terrible. So but Fibbage, it's all about Fibbage, isn't it? Fibbage is uh, where you have to try to make people guess the wrong things. So a question comes up, you all put in answers that you think will deter, will, yeah. will sound plausible yep. so that people will go for your answer uh, above the correct answer which is obviously generated in game. Um... And it's it's definitely funny to do it correctly and to not put in naughty words. <laughs> okay. Is it kind of like Balderdash? Is it? I don't you? know. It's it's in the same sort of spirit of all of those uh, dinner 
dinner party games, uh, but it tends to get puerile pretty fast. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, I think it's excellent. It's good, wasn't it? Enjoyed it. It was very good. In, yeah, in the cold light of day, it's not so funny though, is it? No, it's not, especially when you show it to people that weren't there. <laughs> Let's <laughs> get the measure of, of your winning design. Yeah, uh, so Jackbox uh, Games 4. Brilliant, although some of the games are a little bit uh, too convoluted. I think you need a few goes of them before you can really get into them. Just to explain what went on there, I was, didn't want Deborah to feel left out. No, I know, and I think that's for the best. Okay. But I wasn't showing off because I, was, because I think it's a shining example of, <laughs> of, of your creativity. <laughs> no, appreciate it. It's not a shining example of that. Uh, anyway, 7 out of 10. Brilliant. 7 out of 10. Mario, then. In it. That's what I've been playing. So I started playing on release day last Friday, and I, I or Friday before last, and I, I, I've been off to Finland, and I've been spending a lot of time in airports doing nothing other than playing Mario, a lot of time in hotels, uh, playing nothing other than Mario. I think it's absolutely phenomenal. Uh, I think it's... I don't play favourites, but if I did, it would be one of my favourite video games of Whoa. all time. I, I think it's favorites. the best of uh, of that genre of video games that I've ever played. I think there's an astonishing amount of polish and craftsmanship gone into it, but also an unbelievable number of ideas that just exist for a few moments and then they throw away and go, now we're going to do this. Uh, I remember you reviewing GTA, or, or sorry, before it came out, talking about GTA, what we're on, GTA 5? Yep. Yeah. And saying, it's all of the games. You know, how can anyone compete with that? Mario doesn't boast about being all of the games. It's just a platform game. But within those uh, confines, it does so many different things, all of which I wish there was more of. How far have you got? I've completed it. Okay. I've got 590-odd moons, and I'm at the point now where the moons are really challenging to get or really challenging to find, or you just go to the shop and buy loads of them, Right. in which case you've got to earn loads of coins. How many have you bought? Uh, not that many. Okay, I, good. I, I, I guess I've bought about 40 or something uh, of Why that 540. Because I was trying to... You were trying uh, to get 500 to... I was, I was on like, I don't know, 480 and I wanted to go up to 500 okay. and I was getting towards 5am in the morning so I thought okay. I'll just deal with this. Also happens, because I'm curious how many you are allowed to buy at each shop and I haven't maxed out any of the shops so far. Um... I haven't yet played it in two-player, which I think will probably be phenomenal. I haven't really been competing on times on any of the racing games or the other mini-games in there with people, which I think will be brilliant as well. And as I mentioned earlier, there is no DLC. There is no um, season pass. It feels warm-hearted. It feels positive, And it feels brilliant in every second that you're playing it. Seven out of ten. There's one thing missing, isn't there? Out of the celebration, well, actually, there are two things missing from it. Um, mm-hmm. Out of it, you know, it's it's very very celebratory, it's celebrating all of Mario, all of its history. Yes. There's one thing missing, isn't there? There's one Mario game missing. Uh, is the, I mean, it doesn't celebrate. Does it celebrate Mario Two? The weird one <laughs> that no one really talks about. Okay. I mean, let's, let's yeah, I yes. love the history in it. Yeah. I love the moment. I I don't want to talk about it because I don't want to spoil any of the moments that I've discovered for you guys or anyone listening. But there is, like you say, so much celebration of history. What is missing? Mario Sunshine. Well, I don't know. The beach level feels like a tribute to that, to but a point. But it's not directly referencing the way and that all of the others are. Well, the the creature that you possess in that level is almost directly referencing the flood machine, I think, the controls in that. So I think, yeah, it does reference it. No traditional Mario power-ups power either. No, true. Um, and no one-up mushrooms. Yeah, but that's what I mean. You've, but when you find the one-up mushroom, he kicks them away. So that feels like mm. a reference because you don't need them in this game. Even that stuff, the stuff that's like, okay, when you die, you lose 10 coins. But it always, when you're in a challenging level, pick, puts a place where you can just get those 10 coins back. It is a kind game. It is a warm game. I'm glad you like it, Steve, because often we disagree on these yeah. uh, tentpole well, releases, don't we? Yeah, but it is phenomenal, that. isn't it? What I loved about it, to repeat something I said last week, was that um, the, opening, the opening half an hour shows you everything that if you were watching the trailers and the mm-hmm. bits and you're like yeah right god that's right at the beginning yeah the T-Rex yeah uh, d- oh right okay what else have you got yeah, and exactly. just, yeah. 
I loved it. I, I still love it, and I'm, I will continue playing it for the foreseeable future. Like <laughs> seven out of ten. Seven out of ten. Deborah, what have you been playing? Uh, well, there are a couple games that I'm super looking forward to playing, which I haven't yet. Like uh, Origins, I think that one looks really, really cool. The new Assassin's okay. Creed one. Okay, uh, Britain's number one. What's that? It's Britain's number one. Yeah, not, not surprised. Okay. Um, but one I have just started playing, and I know the uh, the console etc. version is getting slated pretty hard. However, I've been playing the mobile version, and uh, that is Sonic Forces. Oh, <laughs> that's out tomorrow, isn't it? Uh, well, on mobile, it's it's out. Okay. Yeah. Um, so yeah, like I said, I know it's it's it hasn't gotten good reviews so far on on console, etc. But the mobile game, like I haven't played Sonic since I was a kid. I have not played any of the the PC versions, etc. As, as a grown up, I've only played Sonic as a kid. Um, like in stores, you know, when you used to go into like malls and they'd have a free version to play your Sega. Like, anyways. Um, yeah, so I picked up the MOA version and started playing that, and I was like, well, this is akin to what I remember. So even though, you know, the... <laughs> don't worry, you're, you, we stand alone. Often our reviews don't yeah. agree with, you know, the mainstream media. <laughs> yeah. Don't be frightened, this is a safe space. <laughs> I mean, I haven't gotten very far, so maybe I'll, I'll also be like, oh, this is terrible. But so far, I'm really enjoying it, because it brings me back to my childhood, kind of. And it's really... Just simple, straightforward. You know, you're you're going in, you're trying to get your coins, etc. It's actually multiplayer, so you can race against other people around there, and it's good fun. Is it is it free it's super or simple? Is it a yeah, it's free to play. Is it? Okay, right. It's a free to play. I don't know. I mean, maybe don't go check out the console version, but the check out the mobile <laughs> version is free. <laughs> and good? see see if you enjoy it. Well, so what score are you gonna give it? I'll give it a oh I don't know seven out of ten. Good score. <laughs> Thank you. Is that it? Oh, well, the, we well, could... I mean, you, you, do you not have a... Well, game? I've been playing Mario Odyssey and Jackbox. Okay. Yeah. I also picked up uh, Beat Sports. Oh, I nearly bought thing. that. I nearly, it looks good. It's exactly what you would okay. imagine it be. Very, yeah. very simple rhythm games, but made with a pure and joyful heart. I, I would have bought that if we'd not bought Jackbox, but yeah, yeah that came out on Thursday, didn't it? Yeah, it's good. Okay. Um, Jackbox so. was worth it. <laughs> yeah, all right. Good. I'm, I'm glad you're expressing yourself through video games. Yeah. It's nice. It's nice. Very creative. Any other business? Uh, <laughs> Friday is Marioki Night at Loading. It's also Taylor Swift album release day, so we'll be celebrating that by singing songs. Has she been invited? About video games. Well, she's, she hangs around. She was, she was seen in a kebab shop, wasn't she? In Dalston or something was like she? that. Was she? Well, filming a... Yeah, but I don't think the invitation can be implicit. I think we have... She'll know. She'll know. She, she knows everything. Yeah. Re- rewritten, ready for it. Oh, good. Yeah, it's going to be good. Uh, so that's on Friday. It's our last free Marioki of the year because in December, December the 8th, it is our Christmas party. Premium Marioki. Premium Marioki, monetizing it. Yeah. A microtransaction of £7.10 will uh, score you a ticket for that party. Uh, they'll go on sale on the Friday night. And we might do some filming. On Friday? At this Marioki. Yeah, we are going to do some... some see- if you want to be on camera, or even if you don't, turn up. There's going to be some special activities happening this Friday. It's quite mm-hmm. exciting. We'll talk mm-hmm. about them next week on the show. I'm very pleased I missed I messed the dates up. Really? You don't want to be <laughs> I don't mean camera. that. No, I don't mean that. I'm really annoyed. I'm really annoyed at myself for my disorganisation, how bad I've been in this show. <laughs> Deborah, thank you, thank you for coming on. Thank you so much for coming on. Thanks for having me, guys. It was a blast. Honestly, I think you should do do features for us. You should be our esports correspondent from now on. (laughs) We want to just call you up when we've got a question between seven and eight on a Monday where we just need to check something. Just keep me on the speed dial. Yeah, (laughs) we do. It'll be you and Charles Cecil. Those are our two (laughs) two people we can rely on. I listened to that. Yeah, he was funny. (laughs) He he was funny, wasn't he? He was funny. Bless him. Yes, thank you. And so I mentioned your Twitter handle again. Uh, yeah, it's at Deb Mensa Bonsu. That's D-E-B-M-E-N-S-A-H-B-O-N-S-U. Thank you very much. Good. Right. It's been a good show. Well. <laughs> <laughs> We've had fun. Uh, so that's enough, isn't it? Uh, thank you to everyone for listening. We'll all be back. Are we all going to be here next Monday? Yes. Brilliant. Yes, you have well, missed that, that have you? No. case, we'll see you then. Goodbye. See you bye. 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 <laughs> 